Welcome to a Reformed Forum special edition. Today we speak with Dr. K. Scott Oliphant, who is Professor of Apologetics and Systematic Theology at Westminster Theological Seminary. Dr. Oliphant spoke with us on Christ the Center, episode number 205, and we had a few more questions for him after the episode. In this discussion, we speak about apologetics and counseling. Can I ask one bonus question before you go? I know Are we you're... offline now? Uh, we can be. Oh, I don't care. I just, well, I just need I, to know if I'm being recorded. No, yeah, yeah. I'd prefer if we recorded it. Okay. I don't know if it's in, you know you know often speak about Van Til um, tying up the theological encyclopedia, and um, I think it's true. And we often talk about how Van Til didn't really do a whole lot that was innovative, but rather was just applying Reformed theology consistently to apologetics. I'm wondering. This is not a trap. It's mm-hmm. not a trap. What do you think about uh, David Pallison in particular, and maybe the CCEF model at its best in terms of Reformed theology and counseling? Do you see an analogous enterprise there? Yeah, I do. I think. Uh, I mean, when I when I came to Westminster as a student, I'd read everything that I that was for sale that Van Til had written mm-hmm. by that time because I was just completely taken by it. So when I came here and started to learn about what was going on at the counseling center. And um, and talking to people, I don't think we had a counseling emphasis then, but mm-hmm. um, it was patently obvious to me that um, what Adams and those guys were trying to do mm-hmm. at their best Detler. yeah, was to take um, the, the centrality of Scripture and the reality of Scripture and apply that to, to people's uh, situations. And, the, and, and that there was maybe more in the early days than now, but there is an apologetic dimension to that there's a there's a defense of christianity in the midst mm-hmm. of that in the sense that if you've got this issue you need to recognize the only way that this is going to be resolved is by way of what god is able to do you can't resolve mm-hmm. it any other way so i think you know in in that sense you you can only have like i tell my students you can only be ventilian if your theology is reformed you can only truly be a biblical counselor if your theology is reformed mm-hmm. you. that's just a really good point and it mm-hmm. just goes to show how what we know about God, how the entire theological encyclopedia should be related and informing yeah. one another, but especially the doctrine of God, yeah. because it is who has created us and who continues to sustain us. Yeah. And so if we don't have a proper doctrine of God, we're not going to be able to counsel. If we don't have a proper doctrine of God, we're not going to be able to preach well. We're That's not going right. to be able to apologize, etc. We're not going to be able to do anything yep. correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Can I add something there? I was listening... Um, recently to a lecture by Dr. Pallison given at the Desiring Conference, Desiring God Conference. Desiring Conference? Desiring <laughs> Conference. Desiring John Conference. No, Desiring God Conference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, what he said was, um, he was talking about, uh, God has foreordained and decreed all the suffering that you will go through. That's what he was talking about in the midst of like suffering. And he said, often the Reformed reaction to that is pure Stoicism. Like, just sort of just, like, you know, mm-hmm. pull up your bootstraps, just like, you know, the Lord is ordained, let's just get through it. He says, in fact, it's absolutely the, it's the opposite. This has been decreed, therefore care about it, right, and help others and use it to, mm-hmm. to you know, to witness to others and preach the gospel. Right. It's the, you know, it's the which opposite. Is, yeah, which is what, what Christ saying. did, right? It's just mm-hmm. a picture of the incarnation. It's, yeah, it, you know, I just preached on Colossians as at a church last week, Colossians 1, 9 through 14, and Paul's prayer there is really fascinating because it's on that point. It's not simply that the Colossians would be able to endure or persevere the struggles they were going through, the false teaching and other things. 
but that they would do so with thankfulness and with joy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. how often do our prayers simply just ask the Lord, help me through this? Yeah. We don't often pray, the Lord, that, Lord, even though I suffer, help me to be joyful and to thank you and to praise you in the right. midst of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want a couple more things on the counseling thing. You have, sure. You have, oh, I, I don't this, I, I don't want to hold you up. I'm no, not this is just two minutes because it's one of them's personal, the other one isn't. But uh, in my mom's situation, my mm-hmm. mother was clin- clinically depressed for from the time I was nine till the time I was 20. Mm-hmm. And the psychiatrist had given up on her, all of them that she'd seen. And she was drugged. And all, all she did was take drugs to, to kind of Do uh, remain. I mean, she did electrotherapy and all that, but then she had drugs to just remain lobotomized. Mm-hmm. And in, in her last, and so she tried to kill herself, you know, while I was growing up, five to six times. And in the last attempt, my father finally called my older brother and said, I give up. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. And my older brother was in, in Dallas at that point, and he had heard about uh, a couple of Christian psychiatrists, Minerth and Myers, who it was. Oh, yeah. Now, those guys aren't CCF guys, but my mother went down to that place, kind of miraculously got in, went down to that place and was converted. And she was down there three months and left that place and from that point on read her Bible and was was a solid Christian for the rest of her life. Now, almost everybody out there would tell you, well, she because she's depressed, she needs medication the rest of her life. It's a, it's a physiological thing. And I'm not smart enough to know if there is or isn't, but what Minerth said to me was, the only reason your mother needs medication for a brief time is to get her equilibrium back because she's been on drugs for so long. I mean, you know, um, prescription mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. But at the point of conversion, depression was over, period, the end. It was never, never a problem again. Now, that's, that's not what you hear yeah. out there. Yeah. And then, if, and then it, it struck me again when I was reading the book Unbroken. Have you read that? No, no. Phenomenal book about Louis Zamperini. World War II vet who's still alive. He's 96 and was uh, shot down and captured by the Japanese. I mean, unbelievable. And this guy, you would not believe the abuse of the Japanese. They, they make the Germans look like babysitters. I mean, these Japanese are ruthlessly cruel. Mm. Zamperini gets rescued. He comes back to the United States, and he, he is a mess. He's, just, he's drinking like a fish. He can't sleep. He's having nightmares about these guys that have tortured him. And his wife um, says, you know, I want you to come hear this guy. He talks a lot about airplanes. I think it was airplanes. But Zamperini really loved that kind of stuff. Or maybe it was something that he had a hobby, maybe boats. And as a matter of fact, it was Billy Graham. <laughs> she lied to him, so not sanctioning that. But <laughs> he goes to the Billy Graham thing. He's converted, never took another drink, never had another nightmare. So, I mean, you know, those are just two anecdotal things to say the kind of standard view out there that what you need is, you know, solid Christians, but still, you know, you got to have the all the psychiatric stuff. I'm sure there's a need for some of that, and Ed Welch knows more about that than I ever will. But it, it is true, I think, in terms of the CCF model that, that what what heals people is the gospel. Yeah, amen. And, and it's not the gospel plus. No all the medications that are out there, and thank goodness for those. I think most of that is owing to our therapeutic culture more than it is to to the reality of the need. Yeah, Mike Emlett teaches a course here, too, on counseling and physiology, and and we we do profess that men are body-soul unities. There are physiological characteristics, and and we could even say, and and Ed Welch says and Blame It on the Brain, that spiritual conditions can manifest themselves in physical ways sometimes, too, and and, – Perhaps, and we we should probably say the the opposite is true sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to treat the whole person. But un, unfortunately, what has happened is is that the, the drug, you know, the 
the main problem is seen as simply a physiological problem or an illness, a sickness that you need to be healed of, and yeah. the drugs are the way to fix that, just as if you had a broken arm. Right, you, right. You patch it up. You don't need counseling for that. So you yeah. have a problem with your brain, you just go get it tweaked by the brain mechanic. And That's right. Fixed. But um, there's no place for the gospel and for union with Christ. How do you deal right. with your daily problems? Yeah. It's, it's through Christ and his spirit, and that's yep. really coming Sin- from a Reformed theology. Yes, Sinclair used to say when he was here, you know, that, I mean, from a Scottish perspective, he said, the best counseling is is the worship of, of God on, mm. on a weekly basis mm-hmm. and privately. And if, if, you're, if you're about that on a day-to-day basis, there'd be far, far fewer psychological needs out there. I think mm. that's exactly right. That's really helpful. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I love CCEF, and I, I feel like at this point in uh, just – the history of ideas, um, they're, they're fighting the battles on the psychological side. So yeah. kind of Christian psychiatry and then just psychology and psychiatry pro- proper out there in the secular world. And then on the other side, I, I think what we've been seeing um, is that there is a biblical counseling trend, which we want to applaud and, and say, good, I'm glad that that's happening. Mm-hmm. But then in, in the background, the, some of the theological undergirding is missed um, so that it's it's all practical, which it should be, but then it, you don't get the under the iceberg value and gold mm-hmm. that that meet, that really provides a way for biblical counseling to exist in the in the first place because as Palson said it's basically like van Til applied to psychology right. mm-hmm. so um, anyway, all this is to say that i I really appreciate their stand on on both that they want to be solid. You know, theologically and, and, you know, theology and secular psychology is taking Van Til's observations and and also being informed in the psychological world. So that's why Ed Welch has the the credentials he does. That's why Mike Emlett was an MD and and Pallison has studied this for forever and has a PhD in it. So, um, but it's but it's the it's the reformed theology, uh, the the, the theology that undergirds it, that gives it significance. Right. Because it's based on scripture. You can't go about being. Uh, covenantal apologists or, or Vantillian presuppositionalists, if we're not going to understand that that's all that all operates uh, and runs on the engine of Reformed yeah. theology, neither yeah, can we works. be a truly biblical counselor, uh, the way CCEF mm-hmm. teaches and preaches and, and instructs about counseling. Yeah. We can't do that either and right. not be Reformed. That's right. Yeah, I had a couple talks with Menerth about, about this. And, you know, his theology, he taught at Dallas Seminary. He and Meyer mm-hmm. both, they taught the counseling. And his theology was lined up with Dallas. So it was it was inadvertent that my mother's situation worked out the way. But the thing that I liked about Menerth is, because, mm-hmm. is what he said. He said, nobody's ever talked to your mom. Yeah. Well, and when he started to talk to her and had her read a book that had Christian kind of – and all of a sudden, he, she started connecting dots, and he connected those. So, in effect, he was doing CCF without knowing he was doing it. But because his theology was a little truncated, they don't – you know, they like the s- synthetic mm-hmm. view more than the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it's – you know, th- those kinds of testimonies, I don't think you can underestimate. No, mm-hmm. not at all. That's great. This has been a special edition of Reformed Forum. We want to thank everybody for listening. If you would like more information about what we do, please visit us online at reformedforum.org. There you'll find information about all of our programs as well as how to get in touch with us. You can email us at mail at reformedforum.org or just tweet us at Reformed Forum. I want to thank everybody for listening. We hope you join us again on another installment of Reformed Forum.